And when I saw the way that she smiled at me, I knew it there and then that she was a one. And then I felt the way she was touching me with something I had known I was waiting upon. I knew it there and then that she was a one who knew that George Harrison, the late great George Harrison, was such a fan of A1 steak sauce. That's right. I'm making a stupid steak sauce joke. It's in between seasons. I don't even have to try anymore. I just had that song stuck in my head all day. And I thought, let me belt it out. Let me belt it out for this intro. And so I gave it to you. I gave it to you, folks. I hope you enjoyed season seven. This is not the wrap-up show, but that is coming. Alex and I have a wrap-up show coming to you next week. But in the meantime thought I'd read some fan email and also put in a plug for seasons one and two, which are available for sale uh, very reasonably, less than a dollar an episode. And you can pick them up. Uh, go to the moderndayphilosophers.net website. If you want to uh, get a link, it'll send you right to them in the iTunes store, or you can just go to the iTunes store and search for them. But seasons one and two are for sale, and it's a great way to support the show. And also, I wanted to put in a plug for me other podcast, me other wee podcast that I do. It's called The Mostly Bull Market. And I'm going to give you a sample of uh, every episode we do a segment called Dumb Money Mistakes, where comedian friends of mine tell me uh, like a stupid but funny story of how they blew money at some point. And I put together three of them for you to listen to. And hopefully, it will encourage you to go check out me other podcast. But here is a lovely email that I got from a listener named Steve. Says, Danny, I started listening seven months ago and liked the pod so much that I went back and listened to every episode. Hot damn, Steve. Wonderful podcast. Very different compared to most everything else I listen to. Keep on trucking. Uh, by the by, I think he meant by the way, but I like by the by. By the by. By the by. Bye bye. By the by, congrats on losing the weight. For lack of better words, losing weight is a bitch. And it's even harder to keep that bitch on a leash. But I'm sure you'll be good. Again, great pod. Best regards, Steve. Thank you, Steve. And, uh,. I'm down 40 pounds. I've been down 40 pounds for a month, which is a little sad because I plateaued. But now I started working out with a uh, trainer once a week. And I'm, uh, I'm going to get more aggressive. More aggressive! I have a lot to do. I have a lot more weight to lose. But I'm going to hopefully do it and live a long time. So long. So long. I'm in the mood to sing. Break, Lord, light. Where is that other... I had another email I was going to read to you. This is from Andrew. 
And uh, I don't give people's last names out on the show unless they ask me to because it's, you know, I respect privacy. You know, what am I going to do? People, not everybody wants to be in the public eye. But if you do, and you write me an email, say, hey, feel free to mention my whole name. I don't mind doing that. Hey, Danny, just a quick message to say that I find your MDP podcast really enjoyable. And I'm always pleased when it appears in my queue. The thoughtful conversations and quirky diversions, if a man adopting a 17-year-old purely for selfish reasons isn't a viable sitcom pitch, tell me what is. Truly set your... Po- that, that was a reference to the Ryan Connor episode, and thank you for that. Truly set your podcast apart in a marketplace lousy with comedians, microphones, and their gripes du jour. I don't know if you meant lousy there. Maybe you did. Your guests genuinely seem challenged by the format, at times uncomfortable, and that's where the podcast gets its juice. Telling me what you think is easy, but lifting up the rocks to ask why we think a certain way, why we act in a certain manner. Have we really been exploring these same questions for centuries, and what does that say about us? Those are the better questions and why I think your podcast will continue to grow into one for our times. Thanks again for the work you do, and look forward to hearing what's up next. Take it easy, Andy. That, you know, both those emails just really warmed warm my heart and made me feel so good about all the work I put into this. And if you ever write in to me and say something nice, uh, means the world to me. I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's great. There's not enough um, positivity in the world. I really believe that. There's no, and there never can be enough. It's the one thing where, like, it's okay, I think, to be a glutton for positivity. You know, there's not too much encouragement in, in the arts in general, unless you're maybe like Dave Chappelle and then everybody. You hit a certain level, maybe it becomes like that night when I hung out with uh, Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner, I said to. Mel Brooks, when I got a minute with him alone on the sofa, I said, hey, you know, I'm really a big fan of your... And he goes, no, stop, stop, stop. I don't want to hear it. Maybe he hit the limit. He maybe hit the limit where it's just you don't want to hear it anymore. But I'll tell you what, I still want to hear it. I don't hear it nearly enough. And uh, I even got a lousy uh, review on the iTunes page. If anybody wants to go encounter that and put some nice reviews on the iTunes page, that would mean a lot. It had been a long time since we got a lousy one, but we got one. I guess, you know, not everything is for everyone. For the person, I don't think they really got what the show is. But anyway, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I don't know why people leave a lousy thing on the page of a podcast. It's not like Yelp, where, like, you know, you want to save somebody the money. And don't go to that restaurant. It's a free thing. If you don't like it, then then why why just move on? It's free. I'm going to read it the hell I'll read it. You see, I didn't want to do it because I just wanted to focus on the positivity, but maybe we could have a laugh about it together. It's cathartic. So many nice ones. I'll end on a nice one. But here, listen to this. Listen to this. I'm like, oh, a new review. How exciting. And then it goes, the title of the podcast is misleading. Two stars. Why would this podcast be titled Modern Day Philosophers? if it was never their intent to talk about, discuss, explore the ideas of contemporary philosophers. I think, I think they missed the, the, um, 
the boat is that what they missed i think they missed the uh the yiddish word i think is kunz they missed the kunz of it i don't know i think they missed the point i have been subscribed to this podcast for months and it's not funny well then unsubscribe for months who's asking you to stay subscribed you know how much there's you know i just got satellite radio there is so much content out there that you can listen to. There are endless podcasts. If you don't find it funny, then move on. You have to post that up there and try and hurt my show that I work so hard on. It's mean. It's downright mean is what it is. What are you trying to do? Save someone from getting sucked in for months? Click unsubscribe. All right. I'm going to now read a good one. Great, funny, and different. This is the one right before it. Just to show you how two people could hear the same thing so differently. This is a great podcast. I listen to podcasts most of the day while I work. I wish MDP could be weekly. That's my only complaint. I highly recommend it because you'll learn something. And Danny has guests that aren't the ones you hear on every podcast. That's very nice. Very nice. And then uh, here, uh, love it. I may be biased because I consider Danny a friend. Oh, well, maybe they're biased. I don't even know who it is. Here's a good one. Never want to stop listening. Five stars. Binge listened to all the episodes in the last two weeks. One word. Brilliant. Entertaining, yet insightful. I love all the different perspectives, and it's made me question my own beliefs. Keep at it. Explanation point. Smiley face. And here's someone who says it's hilarious. Well, some people say it's hilarious, and some people say not funny. And that is why uh, art is art. You look at the same painting, and somebody says it's shit, and somebody else says it's beautiful. So, that's art. That's jazz. That's art. All right. I'm going to be at the Bird City Comedy Festival. Did you know that? How would you know that? Well, maybe you did. Maybe you follow Bird City's Twitter. But guess what? Next week, I'm going to be at the Bird City Comedy Festival in Phoenix, Arizona. I will be returning. I was there last year. It was a blast. And this year, I will be headlining a show there, which is very exciting. And uh, I'm honored, honored for the opportunity. It's not every day that I get an opportunity like this, and I cherish it. And I'm very happy for it, and I appreciate it very, very much. So if any of you are out there in Arizona, please come to see me at the Bird City Comedy Festival. And you can Google Bird City Comedy Festival and you'll get all the info you need. Uh, I will be there uh, doing several shows. One of them I'll be headlining. So come and check that out. All right, I'm very excited for you guys to hear these Dumb Money Mistake segments from three fantastic comedians who were on my show. The Mostly Bull Market, which is also free. And on iTunes, without further ado, and there's not even an intro song, here are three dumb money mistakes from the Mostly Bull Market podcast. Take a listen. I'm sitting with Jason Webb, it's Danny Lobel, and it's time for Dumb Money Mistakes. Dumb Money Mistakes! So what do you got? I spent $75 on some silver pants from a place called Gadzooks in high school. 
and I couldn't take them back. Silver pants? Silver pants, like plastic <laughs> silver pants. And I, th- I think I'd just gotten paid from like working at the grocery store or whatever, and I, it was my burning a hole through my pocket. And I just went into this Gadzooks, and for some reason, these silver pants like stood out to me. I was like, <laughs> I have to have these. And, and you might be the only person I know who, who's on silver pants. I've... I bought them with the intention of these are the pants I wear now. (laughs) (laughs) And so I bought them. I didn't even try them on at the store. Like I bought them. And because Daft Punk move right there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was very stylish. And so I bought them and I took them home and I put them on and they were probably a size too small. And like they have no give because they're plastic. And so I had to lose 15 pounds to fit into these silver pants. And like, they were just awful. Like, I lost, you lost the weight for the pants. I lost the weight for the pants. That's a great motivator. Maybe they were worth it. I don't think so. Because, like, I finally were, was able to wear the pants, and I decided I was going to wear them to this, like, bonfire uh-huh. that we were having at church. And so I put them on. And I go to the bonfire and like everybody instantly making fun of me, like just immediately. Like, Jason, what are you doing wearing silver pants? <laughs> so everybody was making fun of me and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, silver pants aren't really that cool or whatever. And then I got too close to the bonfire and they it started melting to the back of my, my legs. And so now I have these $75 pair of silver pants that are a part of me now. And, like, so I had to go home, and, like, I was taking them off and having to scratch <laughs> silver plastic pants off the back of my legs. Like, a, just so like an funny. idiot. That is so funny, though. That's such <laughs> I thought they were going to change my social life at school. They did, probably. Yeah, not, no. Not for the better. It took me two years to get over that. <laughs> I think you said get the pants off your back. <laughs> I still have some in me. Like the back of my kneecap still like have a plastic sound to it. You're 15 pounds lighter, <laughs> but less popular. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Damn silver pants. Yeah, and I st- I kept them because uh, I left a tag in them the whole time. Yeah. And after they like burnt to me, I took them off and I folded them up and I put them in my closet. Uh-huh. And I would just look at them every day and be like, "Never buy silver pants." <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the studio with Emmy Blotnick, and we're about to go into our segment, Dumb Money Mistake. All right, so what do you got? What's going on? Well, I will say I want to start with not a mistake, but a good choice. I joined Amazon Prime, and it is the best the best. I but, like that you started with positivity. Well, let me start positive, it's because nice. it's, it's about not, to take yeah. a turn. Uh Prime having free shipping for anything to show up at your house in two days has made me buy so much stuff I don't need. So let's talk about some of the things that you've got that are, that you feel may be not a great purchase. Well, the most recent one that I've been like, what a mistake. I had this idea. I was telling you before about uh, doing some exercise at home. Mm-hmm. And I thought I should get a jump rope because, you know, I can't fit like a treadmill. I don't want a treadmill in my house. Right. And I was like, a jump rope, I could just, you know, I could like put on a TV show and jump rope in my living room and this would be great. <laughs> and I got one that had like a ton of good reviews. Uh, you got to read the reviews, right? Like mm-hmm. I, re- I read 
every I read everyone's reviews and it's it's almost a hobby in and of itself because every some people are like I've jumped better ropes than this rope and you're like well this <laughs> one's garbage I'm not buying this <laughs> I'm not <laughs> getting roped into that one. Oh, oh uh, well done I had to Whoops. do it it was cheap and it was easy but that's how I felt about the jump rope I bought so <laughs> it was like five bucks it had a bunch of good reviews it showed up and uh-huh. it was it was the, uh, a city block's length. It was just incredibly long, and you're supposed to snip it to the length you want it to be. They've already lost me because it shouldn't be. You there know, shouldn't be instructions. You already, you want a custom sized rope. Yes. It, well, they think we do, but we don't. We're just idiots doing, doing jump rope in our living room. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was already like, I, I'm not cutting up a rope. You need a magician. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> Cut the rope, and if it's the wrong thing, you'll put it back together into one rope again. Yeah, that would be good. And I was worried about cutting it too short because uh-huh. I'm not a magician. And then you also need to have wire cutters to do it, which is, you know, magicians don't even use those. Like, it's... It's a huge uh, commitment to jump rope. So I was reading the, the yeah. mile-long instruction booklet for how to do a jump rope, or what, set up a jump rope, mm-hmm. get the handles on. You needed a screwdriver for it. It felt good to get the handles on right. once you'd snipped it to your desired length that you can't undo because you're not a magician. Right. And I set the whole thing up. It took such a long time. I did a terrible job. And then I was like, all right, ready to jump rope. What's a long time? How long did it take you to set up this jump rope? I'm I think trying more to than visualize. 60 seconds is too long. <laughs> <laughs> but it took was... me probably closer to 15 minutes. Right, it's not so bad. I was like, what if I lay down on the floor and then measure the rope against my height? Does that help? <laughs> like, I don't want to mess up my new toy. So I like got on the floor and tried to measure it that way. This would way. have been a funny thing to witness. Just <laughs> you alone so in your sad. apartment with a rope yeah, and trying like, to figure this out and yeah. pacing around with anxiety and lying down next to the rope. <laughs> it's a it funny was, scene. It was sad. So, uh, yeah, the instructions were long but not clear. So I did that. I finally got it all together. And then upon first rotation of the jump rope, it hit the ceiling. So I... It, I can't do it in my house. The Uh one thing I hadn't considered the whole time was that if your ceilings are low, your jump rope career is, oh, your indoor (laughs) jump rope career. So you have to take it outside, but that defeats the whole fantasy that you had. Yes, because I don't have a TV outside. And also I feel like you look like an an adult with problems if you're Uh out in the road jump roping. You need something that circles around by your feet that you have to jump over constantly. Like a skip it. That's yes. what that is, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. But I just feel like if I saw a grown-up, I don't like that from a distance I would appear to be one, but I think if I saw a grown-up doing jump rope, uh-huh. I would think that they were being homeschooled and <laughs> that they must be unemployed and thinking that it must be for a troubled person who's uh-huh. maybe developmentally in a mist, you know? <laughs> like, uh, so the whole thing was a disaster, and I think all told it set me back about $11. And I know in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, $11 is not like a crisis, but I'm very... I'm. Uh, I'm a value-oriented Jewish woman, yeah. <laughs> so eleven dollars that gets you nothing, that has wasted your time, is like a catastrophe to me. That's funny. <laughs> it was it was a mess. Uh, I'm trying to think. It was a mess. It was. It's a very funny way to describe a jump rope purchase. And then there's no way you can really repurpose it because unless I'm gonna like hang stuff on it. I guess. I mean, I could. Yeah, I could turn it into like a clothesline or something, but it's. 
I, now every time I look at it, I just think of failure. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a. You're very hard on yourself. Well, I it's it's a it's a failure not just of mine. It's of of the jump rope company. That's the other thing is that the jump rope company emailed me a bunch of times, following my purchase to see if I was like happy. Uh-huh. And one day I just cut loose on them and I was like, this jump rope, it. it, it it only works around my neck at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> you took a dark turn with that jump rope. Yeah, again. no, it just I it they sent me three yeah. follow up emails, which is like I, I just can't imagine what kind of life you're living if you're you're the one emailing people on yeah, their jump rope. You work for some you know hopeless jump rope company that's probably paid all their Amazon reviewers to say nice things because I don't have a single nice thing to say about this one. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that it's a big room with lots of people uh, in front of computers. And there's somebody who kind of, it's like a pen. Oh, you know? are you picturing like 80s Wall Street? Yeah, something like that. And the guy <laughs> walks in, he's like, how are we doing? Have we gotten any feedback on the ropes? We sold another one. We got a five-star review. Email follow-ups, people. Email follow-ups. If they don't reply, send another one. Send another one. She said she's not happy. Why isn't she happy? Find this woman. <laughs> Move her to a house with bigger ceilings. We cannot have this bad publicity. Imagine the jump rope company paid for you to move into a better place. I would give them five stars for that, but I would yeah. probably still not use the jump rope. Everybody, the guy's jump roping as he's yelling at everybody and motivating everyone. This is quite a scene. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's jump roping there as they're emailing. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, two people are doing, holding the rope while somebody jumps and types. <laughs> they're like, we got an email from a woman in Maryland who says she doesn't know how long to cut it. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm sure it's chaos over there, because like everybody they're making shirts that talk to you and stuff, and these people are sticking with the old school rope. Yes. I'm Danny Lavelle, sitting in the studio with Thomas Dale of Love, Comma Me Fame. Love, Comma Me Fame, available on iTunes and Amazon. All right, we're going into our segment, <laughs> Dumb Money Mistakes. All right, Thomas, do you have any dumb money mistakes you want to share with us here? Um, I do, actually. I remember uh, a while ago, um, like 10 years ago, I'd say, I was on a date. Uh, it was about 22-ish, 23, and I was on a date with this guy, and he, there was a homeless man selling little pit bull puppies, and I wanted to like kind of like be a baller. Now mind, I'm like 22 years old. I had no money, and um, I wanted to impress this guy I was on the date with. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll buy one." <laughs> I went to my ATM and took $200 out. I literally had $350 in my bank account just to impress this guy. Just to impress the guy. Uh, I wait, bought how much was the dog? 200 bucks okay. from this homeless guy, and he just had these puppies in his hands, and he had to get rid of them quick. So <laughs> I was a baller. I just buy puppies. Just off buy the puppies on the street. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, yeah, the, the dude, it worked. He was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I'm going to call him, name them Bronx. <laughs> and then I brought this puppy back to my room. I was staying at a friend's apartment. I didn't even live there. I was like sleeping on the couch. He showed up at your with friend's puppy, apartment with a with dog. A dog. And um, I had no right having a dog. I was a terrible guest. 22. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> terrible. Terrible guest. The dog was pooping everywhere. Yeah. I refused to clean it up. I would come home and they would like leave notes on the poop and said like, clean me. And It's a puppy. It's not trained. 
mean? No, not at all. I had no idea what I was it doing. It even comes from the streets. It came from the streets, literally. <laughs> it's, like, its mother probably yeah. wasn't trained. The mother was probably <laughs> doesn't have a history. Trapped somewhere from the babies was stolen from her. Yeah, yeah. and here I am <laughs> with this dog for two hundred bucks, <laughs> and I, I just did not need it. It was the last thing I needed. I didn't even like the guy the, after a while. <laughs> after a while, but he yeah. was impressed. This he worked. was so impressed. It worked. I couldn't get rid of him. <laughs> I should have gave him the puppy and said, this isn't going to work. Here's the dog. You don't know. When you roll with me, I buy street dogs. I buy like dogs. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I buy dogs. <laughs> what else you got, homeless guy? Yeah, yeah. What else you got? You got any cats? Got any cats? I got a possum. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I'll How take much? It. Throw it in the bag. <laughs> okay, so wait. So you bring this puppy to these people. You don't even have a house. Not even a house, not even an apartment. I was staying at a friend's on their couch. <laughs> Because I had left the hostel that I was living in. What a baller. <laughs> yeah, what a baller. Exactly. And I have a dog. I had no right. That was the last thing I needed. So so are you paying this friend rent that you're staying with? Nope. So, I had no money to so pay he, him. He must have been like, how come you have puppy money? He was like, what do you, how, where do you get puppy money from? I was like, I'm trying to impre- I was trying to impress this guy I was on a date with. And, and they, he, they bought that? They couldn't like, resist that. They were like, I was like, please don't kill me. I'm like, I mean, thank God I'm lovable. You're <laughs> living with me for free. Yeah. Uh, you tell me you have no money for rent. Yeah. Then you're buying puppies off yeah, the street. Buying puppies off the street. And I, the guy slept over on the couch with me. Did you even negotiate the price with the homeless guy? Or were you... Nope. I was balling. What do you want <laughs> What do you want for this? Ballers don't negotiate. They pay full price. So, so what happened to the dog? Um, I brought him to... I was on my way to work. I was working at a cheesecake factory at the time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, <laughs> the story is just fantastic. The whole, yeah. the whole picture of your life. I was driving point. his car, my okay. friend's car. The one that you're staying with. The one that I'm staying with. I was driving okay. his car to the cheesecake factory. <laughs> I had the dog with me. Are you at least bringing him leftovers from the cheesecake factory no. at the end of the night? Nope. Not even. Nobody right. gets anything. That's not cool. <laughs> That's not cool. He worked not even the time. avocado egg rolls. Not even the... Maybe, maybe a brownie from the cheesecake I brought him. All right. Um, and then I just gave the dog to a... Um, like a pet shop. I was like, oh, I just found this dog. And um, <laughs> I gave it to a pet shop. It was, they were like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. We'll take care of him. And I was like, you thank d- you. On your way to work, you on just pulled work, into a pet shop. I was and you're dressed like, in all white. Well, at least it sounds like you kind of responsibly unloaded the dog. Oh, I totally responsibly unloaded the dog. For any any listeners who are animal lovers, I totally took care. I actually <laughs> saved the dog from this homeless person, gave him the money I didn't have, and brought. I kept him for a week or two. Yeah, I was like a foster home. I was a foster home, and then I brought it to this place that can take care of animals. I was 22, 21 years old. I had no right <laughs> having an animal. Did the guy catch on that you weren't much of a baller? Where's the dog two weeks later? Yeah, no, the guy was gone. I was done with him. Yeah. Him and the dog. I, I might as well have dropped the guy over at the pet so shop, too. as far too. as he knows, you still have the dog. As far as he knows, the dog still exists. So he's telling life. the story to someone. Oh, I once totally. when I was such a baller. Yeah. <laughs> Roger. His name is Roger. Roger, if you're out there. Roger, if you're out it there. It was all a hoax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wanted... I don't know how much money this guy had. He was probably a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably a billionaire. <laughs> he just dropped money out of dogs. On his... Didn't even ask how much it was. Yeah. I think I asked if it came with food. I was like, do you, does this come with food for the dog? I, I was like, like it's a legitimate giving business. you my, yeah, my last Does $200. it have all its shots? Yeah. <laughs> it was like part of my last $200. It was not smart at all. <laughs> that is a great dumb uh, money I mistake. I think I moved back to New York after that because like, I had no more money left. All right, thanks everybody, and stay tuned. Next week we should have that wrap-up show up with the wonderful Alex Fosella. I always like to give a plug to Logan Heftel, Logan Heftel, who does the audio mastering since episode one. Logan Heftel is a musician also, and I suggest very strongly you check his SoundCloud page out. 
because he's got some great stuff up there. All right, everybody, take it easy, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, and one more time, if you're around Arizona, come out next week to the Phoenix Bird City Comedy Festival, where it's all happening. Bye-bye.